0: Praised be delusion, the ripple. Praised be the holy ocean of eternity. Praised be I, writing, dead already and dead again.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Pojo Show. I'm Jedediah Smith, and I'm with my co-host and co-producer, Batty Royale. Pojo is short for Poetry Jockey, and what we do is sort of like a disc jockey on a Top 40 radio show, who spends a bunch of three-minute songs in a row. But instead of songs, we play sets of short poem recordings, some with music, some with sound, some just naked words. For over 30 years, we've been collecting poetry and spoken word records, CDs, and tapes, as well as making live recordings of readings, and we use those to make these shows.
2: Over the past four weeks, we've produced a series of programs inspired by the coronavirus, We've played poems on themes of fear, loneliness, loss, and finally death. Now we're turning that around, and we're going to play poetry about fortitude, about survival, and even about renewal and rejoicing.
1: Specifically, we'll play some poems by Dylan Thomas, Mary Oliver, Maya Angelou, Emily Dickinson, and Carl Sandburg.
2: We're going to start with a poem by Edgar Guest called Don't Quit.
1: Edgar Guest was a very popular American poet in the first half of the 20th century. He's not as popular now because his work is considered light verse. Uh, But it's very inspirational, uh, it's very optimistic, and for a long time he was called the people's poet. And he was very popular on the emerging medium of radio in those days. So now we're putting him onto a podcast.
3: When things go wrong, as they sometimes will When the road you're trudging seems all uphill When the funds are low and the debts are high And you want to smile, but have to sigh When care is pressing you down a bit Rest, if you must But don't you quit Life is queer with its twists and turns As every one of us sometimes learns and many a failure turns about when he might have won if he'd stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You might succeed with another blow. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out the silver tint of clouds of doubt, and you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar, so stick to the fight when you're hardest hit. It's when things seem worst that you mustn't quit.
4: Rage, rage against the dying of the light.
5: The Suicide Kid. I went to the worst of bars, hoping to get killed. But all I could do was to get drunk again. Worse, the bar patrons even ended up liking me. There I was, trying to get pushed over the dark edge, and I ended up with free drinks, while somewhere else some poor son of a bitch was in a hospital bed, tubes sticking out all over him as he fought like hell to live. Nobody would help me die as the drinks kept coming, as the next day waited for me with its steel clamps, its stinking anonymity, its incogitant attitude. Death doesn't always come running when you call it, Not even if you call it from a shining castle, or from an ocean liner, or from the best bar on earth, or the worst. Such impertinence only makes the gods hesitate and delay. Ask me. I'm 72.
0: We'd like to dedicate this song in honor and to pay tribute to those uh, guys that were in the Fugs who have since died. In this, uh, you'll hear the words, Noli in spiritu combueri, which is the Latin for refuse to be burned out. (laughs) no Some people slip on that left Uh, Refuse to be burned out. Some people fake a burnout, rubbing themselves with charcoal, bitterly bickering, bitter shitters, cursing fate when lunch is late. But the saddest are not the burnouts, but the burn ups a stomach full of blood, an overburdened liver, a shotgun in the face, and 20 years of grief for those who love them in the flames. No, in spirit, to Sure liver, so long, Zabo. So long, Al. So long, Crabtree. Aye, aye, aye. The answer is not to be laid back. Not to be cynical, not to be hesitant, not to be shy, not to be uninformed, not to be beaten down, not to be isolated, not to be frightened, not to be threatened, not to be co opted, and not to be lied to. No, in spirit, too. Refuse to be burned out. Refuse to be burned out. Refuse to be burned out.
1: that was a song by The Fugs, in that case, featuring Ed Sanders as the lead vocalist and the writer, and the piece was called "Refuse to be Burnt Out.
2: And we want to wish Ed Sanders a very happy birthday. He will be 81 years young on the 17th of August.
1: And Ed is still writing and publishing. His last book was Broken Glory. The Final Years of Robert F. Kennedy, and that was in 2018. And despite the title that is A Book of Poems, What uh, one of the things he does uh, and has done for a long time is something he calls investigative poetics, where he writes history in verse. And a few years before that one, he did The Poetry and Life of Allen Ginsberg, which was a book that I enjoyed a lot.
2: The album that we just played a piece from was recorded live at The Bottom Line in 1985.
1: And I saw the Fugs there at The Bottom Line, which is in New York City, in Greenwich Village. I think it was 1987. A couple years later, I saw them at uh, the Naropa Institute. I saw him there, as well as Steven Taylor, who's been playing guitar for them uh, for many years now. He wasn't with the original band, but sort of the second incarnation. Thule Kupferberg was not at Naropa, but he was at the bottom line. Thule's kind of an amazing guy. He he did die a few years ago, but uh, this is a guy who really had a long second act in his life. He tried to commit suicide, in 1944 by jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge. And this is something that Allen Ginsberg included in the original poem, Howl. Kind of changed the incident a bit, but wrote about it. And when I was at Naropa, Stephen Taylor told a story about that event. And he said that um, Thule jumped off the bridge, did not die, and was rescued by some men on a tugboat. And the warmth that those men showed him putting blankets on him, giving him coffee, uh, not being judgmental, sort of gave him this uh, feeling of of wanting to go on. And he did, and, and wrote dozens of books and recorded dozens of albums. So he's really kind of an amazing figure.
2: That's astounding. He failed to fail.
1: Right, that old theme of failing to fail and finding some kind of renewal out of that.
2: And I wonder if that was just a sort of day in the life of for the tugboat Matt, and like they saw that frequently.
1: Probably so. Brooklyn Bridge, like Golden Gate Bridge, these are uh, places that have seen a lot of suicides, but not that day.
2: That's fantastic.
1: So before that, we had Charles Bukowski doing the Suicide Kid. Same theme, failing to fail. Kind of like Edward Guest, you could say that Bukowski is sort of a people 's poet, he certainly writes about uh, those who are down and out
2: and before that, we heard Dylan Thomas do not go gentle into that good night
1: definitely dylan thomas 's most famous poem. I know this I, I heard it on a podcast uh, from England just the other day, not the most famous poem in England, but uh, came in number two for whatever reason. It's definitely the most uh, famous villanelle, which is the the structure of that poem. And a villanelle is is tough to do, tough to do naturally, because it uses this very strict form, five stanzas of three lines. You have to have repeated rhymes and repeated refrains. So you have to use the same line over and over, which sounds very forced, very funny except in a poem like this where he is repeatedly urging someone it's thought probably to have been his father not to give up on life and we started that set with edgar guest and don't quit and our next set is going to start with uh, another really incredibly energetic figure, Ron Whitehead, with his poem, Never Give Up. Uh, Ron Whitehead is a guy who uh, organized, well, he's out of Kentucky, and he created his own small press, created a poster series. He supported all these different writers. He started these events called Insomniacathons, where they would read poetry live in front of an audience for 48 hours straight. Uh, I went to one of those in New Orleans and it was an incredible event. So this is uh, a poem by Ron Whitehead that he does uh, in a music and video by Ulysses Jess Sandage. And U- Ulysses, if I'm pronouncing your last name wrong, I'm sorry, but hey bro, you got, you got Ulysses as the first name, so you're doing all right.
2: I was really moved by this line, work for peace in your heart and in the world. Because we do need to do both. It's great to start with the loving-kindness meditation, but don't stop there. The doors are going to open on the world again, and there will be many, many opportunities to help each other.
1: And that's what this poem is about, which, by the way, as he says at the beginning, he wrote with the Dalai Lama. In 1994,
6: my life was changed forever when
7: I had the great honor of meeting His Holiness the Dalai Lama, and we wrote this next poem together. Never give up. Never give up. No matter what is going on, never give up. Develop the heart. Too much energy in the world is spent developing the mind instead of the heart. Develop the heart. Be compassionate, not just for yourself friends but for everyone be compassionate work for peace in your heart and in the world work for peace and i say again never give up no matter what is going on around you never give up never give up never give up never give up up. A litany for survival. For those of us who live at the shoreline, standing upon the constant edges of decision, crucial and alone, for those of us who cannot indulge the passing dreams of choice, who love in doorways coming and going in the hours between dawn, looking inward and outward at once before and after, seeking a now that can breed futures like bread in our children's mouths so their dreams will not reflect the deaths of ours. For those of us who were imprinted with fear like a faint line in the center of our foreheads, learning to be afraid with our mother's milk, For by this weapon, this illusion of some safety to be found, the heavy-footed hoped to silence us, for all of us, this instant and this triumph, we were never meant to survive. So when the sun rises, we are afraid it might not remain. When the sun sets, we are afraid it might not rise in the morning. When our stomachs are full, we are afraid of indigestion. When our stomachs are empty, we are afraid we may never eat again. And When we are loved, we are afraid love will vanish. When we are alone, we are afraid love will never return. And when we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcome But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So, it is better to speak, remembering we were never meant to survive.
8: Wanda, when you gonna wear your hair down? Wanda, that's a whore's name. Wanda, why ain't you rich? Wanda, you know no man in his right mind want a ready-made family. Why don't you lose weight? Wanda, why are you so angry? How come your feet are so goddamn big? Can not you afford to move out of this hellhole? If I were you, were you, were you, were you, were you, were you, were you. Wanda, what is it like being black? I hear you don't like black men. Tell me you're ACDC. Tell me you're a nympho. Tell me you're into chains. Wanda, I don't think you really mean that. You're joking, girl. You crazy. Wanda, what makes you so angry? Wanda, I think you need this. Wanda you have no humor in you. You're too serious. Wanda, I didn't know I was hurting you. That was an accident. Wanda, I know what you're thinking. Wanda, I don't think they'll take that off of you. Wanda, what makes you so angry? I'm sorry. Remember that 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 was so important to you. Wanda, you're always on the attack. Wanda, 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 I wonder. Why ain't you dead?
1: mind is in your way no more tears to it.
2: And that was The Impressions, featuring Curtis Mayfield with We're a Winner.
1: And before that, we played Wanda Coleman's song, Wanda, Why Aren't You Dead? Wanda was a figure who was often referred to as the unofficial poet laureate of Los Angeles. I don't know if they just didn't have a poet laureate at that time, or even if they do now. really doesn't matter. Wanda was LA's voice for many, many years including through her uh, radio show, The Poetry Connection, on KPFK, Pacifica Station. Uh, and that was on for over ten years.
2: I can't get enough of that poem, and we're going to hear more from Wanda in our Punk Poets episode.
1: Along with uh, Exine Cervenka. She did uh, one of her many spoken word albums.
2: Exine, if you're listening, you're my spirit animal.
1: And we paired that Wanda Coleman with... Uh, I don't know, I guess you'd say another, uh, punk element, uh, the group Dose, uh, which, uh, is two bass players, Mike Watt from the Minutemen and Kira from Black Flag. Uh, they were a married couple for a while and, uh, formed a very weird idea for a band just two basses and nothing else. Um, but I, I sort of associate them in my mind with Wanda because, um, uh, One night I was driving over uh, Mulholland into the valley from Los Angeles, going to Reseda to Bebop Records to see Dose do a show in, uh, in the record store. Uh, And who else was there? Let's see, La was there reading. She had just had her book of poems published by City Lights Pocket Poets. There there may have been a couple other people, but as I was driving over, it was a Saturday night, I was listening to Wanda and her husband, Austin Strauss, on The Poetry Connection, doing their show that they did uh, every Saturday night. So I got to the show, watch it for a while, it's going on. And who walks in the back, fresh from the station, but Wanda Coleman and Austin Strauss. So I got to talk to him about uh, what they had played on the show that night while DOS was playing. So, yeah, it's, a, it's all a part of Los Angeles to me in, in the 80s.
2: Before Wanda, we heard Audrey Lord with a litany for survival. And the song that goes with that is Shoshaloza, which means go forward. It's a South African mining song. It's so popular that it's become an anthem for solidarity and endurance there. And there's a parallel of looking inward and outward, traveling through time to put bread in our children's mouths. It's wonderful.
1: And we started that set with uh, Ron Whitehead and his poem, Don't Give Up. So we'll start this next set with the poet who probably doesn't need any introduction, Maya Angelou, and one of her best-known poems, Still I Rise.
9: You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just cause I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. (laughs) Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides Just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? (laughs) Don't take it so hard just because I laugh, as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave, and so, wow, there I go. Hope, hope it is the, the thing with, with the feathers, hope
7: that perches holden, on the holden, soul, soul, and soul and sings the, the tune holden, without the words, words and never and stops them, at all. Never, never, and the sweetest in the, in the game is heard and, and so sore must be the storm, storm. that could abash the little bird that kept so holden, many
10: born. born. I've, I've heard, heard it in
7: the chillest land, bland, land and the on the strangest sea, sea, sea. You
10: you, you never, never extremity
7: at and crumb of me me
10: me 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 my own me own and oh yo le my own my own
0: and my own
1: When lilacs last in the dooryard bloomed and the great star early drooped in the western sky in the night, I mourned, and yet shall mourn with ever-returning spring. Ever-returning spring, trinity sure to me you bring, lilac-blooming perennial and drooping star in the west, and thought of him I love. O oh, powerful western fallen star, O oh, shades of night, O oh, moody, tearful night, O oh, great star disappeared, O oh, the black murk that hides the star, O oh, cruel hands that hold me powerless, O oh, helpless soul of me, O oh, harsh surrounding cloud that will not free my soul. In the dooryard, fronting an old farmhouse near the whitewashed palings stands the lilac bush, tall growing with heart-shaped leaves of rich green, with many appointed blossom rising delicate, with the perfume strong I love, with each every leaf a miracle. And from this bush in the dooryard, with delicate-colored blossoms and harp-shaped leaves of rich green, a sprig, with its flower, I break. Coffin that passes through lanes and streets, Through day and night, With a great cloud darkening the land, With the pomp of the inlooped flags, With the cities draped in black, With the show of the states themselves, As crape-veiled women standing, with processions long and winding, and the flambeaux of the night, with countless torches lit, with the silent sea of faces and the unbared heads, with the waiting depot, the arriving coffin, and the somber faces, with dirges through the night, with the thousand voices rising strong and solemn, With all the mournful voices of the dirges Poured around the coffin, The dim-lit churches and the shuddering organs, Where amid these you journey, With the tolling, tolling bell's perpetual clang, Here, coffin that slowly passes, I give you my sprig of lilac. Nor for you, for one alone, Blossoms and branches green to coffins all I bring. For fresh as the morning, thus would I chant a song for you, O sane and sacred death. All over bouquets of roses, O death, I cover you over with roses and early lilies. But mostly, and now the lilac that blooms the first, copious I break. I break the sprigs from the bushes, with loaded arms I come, pouring for you, for you and the coffins, all of you, O death. Oh, how shall I warble myself for the dead one there I loved? And how shall I deck my song for the large sweet soul that is gone? and what shall my perfume be for the grave of him I love? Sea winds blown from east and west, blown from the eastern sea, and blown from the western sea, till there on the prairies meeting. These, and with these, and the breath of my chant, I'll perfume the grave of him I love. And I saw askant the armies. I saw, as in noiseless dreams, hundreds of battle flags, borne through the smoke of the battles, and pierced with missiles. I saw them, and carried hither and yawn through the smoke, and torn and bloody, and at last, but a few shreds left on the staffs, and all in silence, and the staffs, all splintered and broken. I saw battle corpses, myriads of them, and the white skeletons of young men, I saw them. I saw the debris and debris of all the slain soldiers of war, but I saw they were not as was thought. They themselves were fully at rest, They suffered not. The living remained and suffered. The mother suffered, and the wife, and the child, and the musing comrade suffered, and the armies that remained suffered. I cease from my song for thee. From my gaze on thee in the west, fronting the west, communing with thee, O comrade lustrous with silver face in the night, yet each to keep and all retrievements out of the night. The song, the wondrous chant of the grey-brown bird, and the tallying chant, the echo aroused in my soul. With the lustrous and drooping star, with the countenance full of woe, with the holders holding my hand nearing the call of the bird, comrades mine and I in the midst, and their memory ever to keep for the dead I loved so well, for the sweetest, wisest soul of all my days and lands, and this for his dear sake, lilac and star and bird twined with the chant of my soul there in the fragrant pines and the cedars dusk and dim.
11: You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair yours and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile the world goes on. Meanwhile the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain Over and over, announcing your place in the family of things.
2: That was Mary Oliver with Wild Geese. Mary Oliver passed away in 2019. She was one of my favorite nature poets. I wanted to write a poem about whales once, until I read her poem about whales. I never recovered from the anxiety of influence on that topic.
1: Which is probably something she would hate to hear, but... It's understandable. That, that poem, um, it's called Humpbacks. It, it's really one of her most powerful works. You kind of feel like, well, what else can anybody say after that? Exactly right. This poem actually uh, seems to be more popular. Uh, Wild Geese, is. I heard her in an interview say she was surprised by the fact that it seemed to be people's favorite. And she said she had just written it sort of as an exercise in showing... Uh, how effective end-stopped lines can be. So the way it's written, most of the lines end with either a period or a comma, something like that. She doesn't use enjambment, where you you break the line, the syntactic unit, uh, somewhere with the line break. Before Oliver's poem, we played Walt Whitman. That was me reading selections from When Lilacs Last in the Dooryard Bloomed. I didn't read the whole poem, it's, it's uh, fairly long. It's one of Whitman's elegies for Lincoln. It's not as often quoted or as well known as O oh, Captain, My Captain, but it is a, a longer and, and deeper and more substantial poem. I played that with uh, some field recordings from Smithsonian Folkways. One was Mojave Indian Song, just entitled Bird Song. And part of the reason was just that there are those three extended metaphors in the poem, the thrush, the lilacs, and the evening star. And so it matched on that level. But I also, I just have this feeling that Lincoln is so deeply a part of what we call America, so deeply ingrained in the landscape. I wanted a music that was deep as that as well. And so that's why I picked these Indian Music pieces. I also had a Seneca Indian funeral chant near the end. And that was woven in with the United States Marine Corps playing basically their death song, which is taps for another fallen martyr chief.
2: You know, our fellow local writer John wrote a moving piece about lilacs that I like. Maybe he'll read it for us on our show sometime.
1: Was it a poem?
2: Did I say poem?
1: I don't know. You said peace. No,
2: it's a prose piece.
1: And what is it about other than lilacs? I don't remember.
2: It is also about death. It's about his mother passing away and her favorite flower being lilacs and the lilac bush blooming.
1: Well, I like the idea of that. We, we definitely want people to record their poems or prose pieces, whatever it may be, and send them to us because we would like to start fitting in people that are writing now, not just the uh, golden greats, but current contemporary people, published or not.
2: Before the Whitman, we heard Hope is the Thing with Feathers by Emily Dickinson, and that was read by Julie Harris.
1: And we played Julie Harris's uh, interpretations of Emily Dickinson before and talked about her, and she's just a a stellar reader of uh, her work.
2: I can't imagine anybody else reading Dickinson having heard her read it.
1: And we started that set then with Maya Angelou, Still I Rise." And our next set is going to start with a poem by uh, Carl Sandburg, Hope is a Tattered Flag.
10: Hope is a Tattered Flag by Carl Sandburg. Hope is a tattered flag and a dream of time. Hope is a hard-spun word, the rainbow the shadow blow in white, the evening star inviolable over the coal mines, the shimmer of northern lights across a bitter winter night, the blue hills beyond the smoke of the steelworks, the birds who go on singing to their mates in peace, war, peace, the 10-cent crocus bulb blooming in a used car sales room, the horseshoe over the door, the luck piece in the pocket, the kiss and the comforting laugh and resolve, hope is an echo, hope ties itself yonder, yonder, the spring grass showing itself where least expected, the rolling fluff of white clouds on a changeable sky, the broadcast of strings from Japan, bells from Moscow, of the voice of the Prime Minister of Sweden carried across the sea in behalf of a world family of nations, and children singing chorals of the Christ child, and Bach being broadcast from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and tall skyscrapers practically empty of tenants, and the hands of strong men groping for handholds, and the Salvation Army singing God Loves Us.
6: It all. By the road to the contagious hospital, under the surge of the blue mottled clouds driven from the northeast, the cold wind. Beyond, the waste of broad, muddy fields, brown with dried weeds, standing and fallen. Patches of standing water, the scattering of tall trees. All along the road, the reddish, purplish, forked, Standing twiggy stuff of bushes and small trees, with dead brown leaves under them, leafless vines. Lifeless in appearance, sluggish, dazed spring approaches. They enter the new world naked, cold, uncertain of all, save that they enter. All about them the cold, familiar wind. Now the grass, the mild, the stiff curl of wild parrotsy, one by one, the objects started fine. It quickens, clarity, outline of leaves. But now the stark dignity of entrance. Still, the profound change has come upon them. Rooted, they grip down and begin to awaken.
4: out for Ithaca, hope that your journey is a long one, full of adventure, full of discovery. Lystragonians and Cyclops, angry Poseidon, do not be afraid of them. You'll never find things like that on your way.
1: A lot of these images of a a sort of muddy, shattered landscape that uh, anybody who had seen the Ardennes or the Somme, uh, the battlefields in France, would be able to recognize. But it also has these references to the new world. And it's sort of a question is, is that how will America be reborn after this shattering experience, both of war, I think, and also of the 1918 pandemic? the Spanish influenza epidemic that had uh, killed more Americans than the war had. And so even though this poem is a little difficult, a little experimental in its style, I think it speaks to the theme that we're trying to establish here more than any other.
2: So we ended this set with Sean Connery reading Ithaca by Constantine Cavafi with music by Vangelis
1: which is all a little strange, but a little appropriate, too. Kavafi was a Greek poet who was never fully accepted in Greece. Vangelis is this deeply Greek composer, but uses cutting-edge synthesizer music. And what can you say about Sean Connery? I mean, he's the voice of Greece, isn't he? A Scotsman?
2: He was the Prince of Space.
1: The Prince of Space?
2: So who can't he be?
1: He was Zardoz.
2: Isn't that the Prince of Space? I don't
1: know. He played a Mycenaean, a Mycenaean king in Time Bandits. That's Greek. Sure. Okay. Uh, but he has that wonderful voice, doesn't he, Money Penny?
2: That's right, Clancy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this image of Ithaca uh, comes out of the Odyssey, comes out of Odysseus trying and trying and trying to get home. And the poem is about getting home, but from this man Cavafy, who's always ambivalent about home, uh, the poem establishes this place that, well, he says it might not be everything you hoped it would be, but what really matters is the road. The road is life. The destination might be lousy, it might be death, but you keep going on the road and you welcome the adventures that life the road brings to you.
2: It's like the Coney Island of the mind.
1: It certainly is. So that concludes our show. We will be back next week with another show. What's it going to be on?
2: Next week, our show will also be about fortitude, but only if you're an apex predator.
1: Baby shark Yes, we're going to do poetry, prose, drama Lots of drama
2: So much drama
1: In honor of Shark Week and our fishy friends
2: And that episode will come out after Shark Week is technically over But I would urge you to keep Shark Week in your heart always Like Halloween Like Halloween, only sharkier Until next week Stay safe, cats and kittens.
1: And speak freely.
2: Hope is the thing with
11: feathers.
2: I'll do that again, but I thought you would think that was funny.